just like that, we are live with another episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. I'm Sean Brown, and on this episode, episode six, we have Spanky Mills joining us. Yes, that is her real name. I have asked her before, and we talk a little bit about that in this episode. So if you've ever wanted to know how she was named Spanky or the story behind that, if that's her real name, make sure to stay tuned for this episode. But Spanky is one of my really good friends as well in the industry. And one of the unique things and why we really wanted to bring Spanky on for this podcast is that she is an individual who really dove headfirst into the senior industry. She started out just, you know, full steam ahead, did amazingly well, and then realized that she just wasn't loving the work that she was putting out. She took a step back for a couple years, just completely removed herself from photography, sold all her gear, and just did a complete, you know, 360 restart on on everything. So let's dive in with this. I think it's going to be relevant to a lot of photographers, especially if you guys are stuck in a, in a rut, not loving what you do. Maybe there are other things in your life that are, are pulling your attention or that you feel like you are neglecting or that your work just isn't connecting and resonating with you. And I think this is going to be a really important episode for you all. So that's why I'm really stoked to bring it to you guys. So join us for this conversation with Spanky and, you know, this is, it's real talk. So we're going to get real in this episode and look forward to having you guys as part of it. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Real Talk. I am Sean Brown, and today we are here with my good friend Spanky Mills, who is a photographer based out of the Austin, Texas area. And I'm super stoked to have her on just because she's a tremendous individual with a lot of insight and and just a way that I think that you guys can take a lot of away of how she approaches photography and how she thinks about photography and, and business as a whole. So first off, thank you for taking some time out of your morning or afternoon or whatever time it is there to, to sit down and, and chat with us a little bit. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. So for those of you who don't know, um, I didn't actually really meet Spanky until I think it was maybe two years ago at the Cannon Beach shootout with you, Tosh, Christina, and True. Um, and Spanky just kind of gives off this vibe where she's like, just kind of like rolls with it. And we actually have a very similar personality type. So we clicked. Um, but getting to know Spanky over the last year, year and a half or so has been awesome. And so um, for those of you who don't know Spanky, kind of what give a little bit about your background, kind of what type of photography you do, where um, obviously where your business is based out of kind of that sort of thing. Um, I am based out of Austin. I have been shooting for about nine years this year. I kind of just got started like so many other photographers. I was just kind of the blogging mom at the time. Um, a few people noticed that my, my images were good, asked to hire me. I kind of just started shooting any and everything because I had no clue what, uh, I never even thought to pursue photography, let alone knew how to run a business. Um, so I actually got asked to be featured on a blog right around my busy senior season. And then that blog ended up turning into another blog that turned into a forum that turned into all these different things that people had asked me to be featured on um, all during my senior season. So I got kind of coined a senior photographer 
before I even knew I really wanted to go that route. Thank goodness it happened with seniors and I actually love seniors and relate to seniors. Um, and it wasn't like newborns or something because I'm like the people pleaser and I would have just done what was expected of me. But with that being said, I am a people pleaser. And so I kind of, you know, as all artists get going, they, they kind of have to navigate through what they like and what they don't like and, and what is their true voice. You get, when you're so excited and new, you kind of pull from everybody you see, but you don't really know what you at beginning stages of self-discovery when I got featured and started getting more and more well-known and I froze and I stayed right where I was. And, um, I kind of got stuck in this really weird, this isn't really who I am kind of place. And I sat there for a little while, um, before I just decided to kind of strip it all back. And so my story goes into a whole break and like just self-discovery and this mental breakdown of, um, who am I as an artist and until it kind of, still is evolving. I mean, obviously as an artist, I'm not, I'm not done, but, um, yeah, I've, I've kind of had a little rougher go at who I am and how I want to shoot and how do I perceive things and why. Um, but yeah, seniors are still my heart. So even though I do see, um, some families, I absolutely do not do weddings. I don't do newborns. Um, I do a lot of family and lifestyle, but seniors are really where my heart is still. And fun fact is you actually shot the very first cover of Senior Style Guide magazine years I ago. Did. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. Thought, yes, that was when Spanky was very um, contrasty and pretty and perfect and clean and yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the questions because I know that if I don't, um, everybody in the comment section is gonna be asking this question. So. Um, when we were down in LA, probably as last summer, um, Mario and I both had the question, is Spanky your real name? Yeah, it is. Um, it was my dad's nickname. I, I'm assuming my mom was just so blinded by love that she forgot the outcome of naming her daughter Spanky. Um, what what did she want me to be when I grew up? <laughs> I mean, I'm like, mom, you left me with like three choices. I could have been a creative. I could have worked at a circus or I could have been a stripper. <laughs> so I definitely didn't choose the one that made the most money, but it is what it is. So here I am. I figured we had to ask that. Otherwise we are going to get questions about that. So it's fine. Yeah. So kind of walk us through. So <clears throat> when you were first starting, like you said, you were very kind of that that pretty and and perfect and you kind of got thrust into the senior industry um but now when people look at your style it's very it, i would describe it as raw emotional um kind of evoking where it creates all of these emotions inside of you and really brings you back to a place so kind of describe what you were going through what you felt was maybe lacking in your work prior to kind of going through that whole transformation and kind of what did you do to to undergo that transformation and really kind of come out at who you are now you know it was a lot of personal discovery along with it, my work um i kind of feel now on the other side of it it only makes sense to shoot the way you see the world because that 
keeps you unique. We all have a different creative thumbprint is what I would like to call it. Um, I think that I was being very generic. I was playing it very safe. Um, even though my personality is bold and um, vibrant and exciting, and I'm just not really all the way um, a deep person on the exterior, honestly, inside, I kind of am. <coughs> Excuse me. I really do see the world just a little bit different. Um, I feel things a lot more, you know, back when I was. A senior in high school, I remember being in my room a lot, um, writing, I journaled a lot, I listened to sappy, you know, Pearl Jam, and you know, like I was just a deeper kid even back then. Um, that wasn't as popular or um, accepted as it is kind of now. It was, it was like, just brush that kind of under the rug. Don't let people really know about that part of you. Um, you need to put on this facade of happy and fun and ready to go. Um, so what I did is I, I shot what I thought people wanted and what was kind of mainstream at the time. And, and there was nothing wrong with it. It was, you know, I followed the rules. I exposed correctly. And what I did when I had this huge disconnect, <coughs> Sorry, you guys, I'm barely getting over being sick. Um, I had this disconnect with my work, and I really didn't understand if it was a disconnect with my work or a disconnect with myself. And what I realized is it was kind of a little bit of both. Um, I wasn't listening to myself. I was continuing to brush those feelings under the rug and, and suppress them. And, you know, just looking back at my own story and my own life and, um, you know, I could take the perfect girl and have the perfect makeup and put her in the perfect outfit and have her at the perfect location with the perfect smooth light and take technically a perfect picture. I can see my little pu um, my, my, what is it called? Reflection. My, yes. My, my reflection. In yeah. her <laughs> I can see my little, my figure in her eye. And it was like, if it wasn't technically correct, if it wasn't, I couldn't count her eyelashes because it was just a, a hair off. Then you know, I discarded the image. And what I realized is life isn't perfect. Life isn't flawless. Life isn't airbrushed makeup. Life isn't um, always perfectly lit. Sometimes there's dark moments. Sometimes there's moments that are overexposed or underexposed, just in life in general. Um, so I kind of felt like not only was I cheating myself, but I was kind of cheating my clients because I was trying to, again, do to them what I felt like society had done to me, mask over it, keep it, keep it perfect and keep it hidden, keep it pushed down. And, um, I don't know all the time what their story is. I don't have to know, but I do know as a senior, every emotion you can feel, you're feeling that very year. You're anxious, you're excited, you're scared, you're nervous, you're heartbroken. You're all of these things because your world is about to change. And it's a whole new story that you get to write. But at that point, if you remember back to when you were 17, 18 years old, you are still who your parents kind of defined you as, not who you've decided you were. And unfortunately for me, it took uh, my late 20s, early 30s to kind of start unraveling who am I. Um, some people do it a lot sooner. I just, I basically went straight from, you know, who my parents said I was to being a mom and now who, you know, my kid, my parents think I should be as a mom. Um, so for me, it was kind of 
about that same time that I started realizing like my story isn't worth pushing under. Um, it might not always have been pretty. It definitely wasn't perfect, but it created me. It was who I was. Um, so that's kind of my goal when I photograph is to really just try to capture these girls in their essence of who they are and maybe who they don't even know they are at 17, but at 25, 35, 45, they might look back and go, you know what? I remember this girl and I, that girl made me who I am today. And I have strength that I have found in this girl throughout the years of life. You know, that's, that's pretty much just my approach to it. Um, not that I don't, not that I take away the pretty, not that I don't capitalize on how beautiful they are. I just want them to see that raw and real is gorgeous. And I don't even know if it's necessarily you not wanting them to, to feel pretty or anything. I think that you just, I think you do that in a different way than maybe um, other senior photographers or um, or the beauty industry or fashion industry has defined beauty as I think that you find it in different ways, whether that be, um, it can be beautiful to be going through a low period of time where you reflect on the lows and then say, see, wow, where I've, I've come from a place from here and now I'm all the way up here. So I think you do do that in other ways. It just might not be how others necessarily define it. It's, it's kind of how you define it in your own sense. You know, I was talking to some friends who had more of a, a personality like mine, and I said, you know, there are some people that I look at who are completely happy in complacency. And there are times that I desperately wish that I could be so complacent as them and just be happy. But what I realize is it's just not my personality. My personality is I want to push for those high highs and to get those high highs. Sometimes you have to have those low lows. And I'm one who, when I have a low, like I'm just going to waller around in that pity because I want to feel every bit of it. The more low I feel, the higher that high feels. Um, I don't live very straight lined. And I wish sometimes that I did because it's easier. It's just not me. And for a lot of times I felt like that was wrong. But what I'm realizing is it's not. It takes all kinds to get through this world and, and to make it and to do things the way we do. And, you know, um, it's kind of that, that same thing. I look at them and my, my coin the last few years is just beauty, you know, broken is beautiful. Broken is beautiful because without those broken pieces, you, if you don't feel the low lows, you're not going to just be able to, to bask in the high highs. And, and I want my girls to, to feel beautiful in, like you said, but I want them to feel beautiful exactly who they are. Um, if they don't have the perfect makeup and they don't have the perfect clothes and they don't have the perfect hair, it's okay. Because I, what I want them to do is I want them to see past that and see the beauty that lies within that if they fix their hair and if they wear that perfect outfit and if they put the makeup on they're only accentuating that beauty that they already know lies within them if that makes sense absolutely and then um i kind of want to go into the i call i i don't, I don't know what you want to call it but i kind of call it that transformational period for you where um you just completely just stepped away mm -hmm. stepped, didn't touch a camera never use different used to use different lenses than you had in the past um what made you do that kind of what did you feel or why did you feel like you needed to 
I guess almost like exile yourself from photography for a period to re to redefine how you see photography or, or how you would define yourself as a photographer. Again, it's my high highs and my low lows. I, um, you know, I would have blogs or um, action companies at the time, this was, you know, years ago, that would want me to beta test their actions or whatnot. And they would ask me to pull 20 images from my sessions to use and run their actions on. And I would, I was shooting up to eight clients a month and I would go and look at my sessions and I couldn't find one image that I wanted to give them. I just wasn't in love with anything. And I mean, to be kind of honest, I just threw a temper tantrum. Really? I mean, I was just like, I actually, at the time I was shooting Canon. I had, um, every L lens you can imagine. I had the, the 2470, the 7200. Um, I normally shot with a 50 millimeter for the most part. Um, one day I just sold it all. I got on Facebook. I sold everything, even my camera bags. I was like, and I, um, went and got a Nikon and I got a 50 millimeter and a 35 millimeter. And I told myself if I cannot make this work and, and I didn't get like the expensive ones, I got like the $400 ones. And I told myself if I cannot make this work and make myself feel something and fall in love with my work with one camera body and one camera lens, then I didn't have any right being a photographer. So I did, I, I put it all down. I actually broke within a month. I dropped my 50 millimeter and it shattered and I was just like, fine, I guess this is God's way of saying you are not supposed to be a photographer. Just let it all go. Um, and it wasn't until we went on a family vacation to Chicago that I threw my 35 millimeter lens on my camera and I went on a vacation and there were no expectations of me. There was nothing except for me documenting. I went back to my roots. I went back to the same thing that I used to do when I was 15, 16 years old and bring a camera just to document the moment, not to have rules, not to have expectations, not to give anybody anything other than just document. And I shot in a way and I came home and I loved my images. So what I did is I sat down and I wrote out the words that I felt when I looked at those images and some of my other images that I loved. And I just wrote words and I went and I got a model and I had my 35 millimeter lens and I had my, just my one camera body, no reflector, no nothing. And I went out and I shot and I shot for those words. I didn't care if it was in focus. I didn't care if it was properly lit. I didn't care if it was, um, rule of thirds. I didn't care anything. I didn't care if I was cropping arms off, legs off. It did not matter to me. I was shooting for words. And that was one of my, I, I literally shot in the darkest of darks and I shot in full sun at like two o'clock, like the harshest of harshes. Um, I got home and I loved the images I saw because for the first time I took all of the rules out of my head and I got to just focus on what I was feeling at the time. And I think that that's something that's so important for photographers to do is that um, I, I do it all the time where I get caught up in, in how I think that a, a person thinks that an image should look rather than how I think an image should look. And I think that what, when you start to do that, you almost lose yourself and you become kind of just part of the crowd. You have no differentiating factor. You have no, no purpose behind it other than to please others. But if I think it comes down to if you're not pleasing yourself, Exactly. then you're not really doing all that you can as, as a photographer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so once you kind of came out of that, using the 35, 
completely different style of work. How did you fall into that style? Was, was it outside inspiration or was it just experimentation with maybe your own work and figuring out what you, what you found that you liked personally? I did a lot of studying, um, not of other people's work. I felt like the reason I got in that rut so hard is because I spent too much time looking at and studying other people's work and not looking at my own work. Um, it was really important for me to continue to kind of rummage through the bits and pieces that made me excited to see my images. So, um, no, I just shot and I pushed myself. Um, I was just talking to a girl earlier who was like, you know, said something about my work and how I shot in a way that scared her, the full sun, the dark shadows. And I just said, you know, there's no harm in trying something. Just push yourself, just try it. If you don't like it, delete it. Don't, don't show it. But there might be one, one image that you get out of it that you're like, oh my goodness, this made me feel something. This made me feel something that playing it safe wouldn't have made me feel. And to me, that's pretty much how I evolved. Um, And I continue every session to evolve a little bit more because I just kind of think just for a second, I'm just going to try something that I haven't tried before, or I'm going to approach it in a way that I've not approached it before. And it might work and it might not more times than not, it doesn't work. But if I find one more thing that really kind of feeds me and that like connects to my creative eye, like it's, it's worth doing. Yeah. Um, speaking of approaches, um, if you guys haven't seen Spanky shoot, Spanky doesn't really use a viewfinder and I can't explain how it happens, but how did you like start not using a viewfinder? Like it's very kind of like almost like spray and pray, like what I do when I'm shooting sports and hope that one of them is in focus, but somehow like all of Spanky's photos are actually in focus and like tack sharp. Um, it, I think honestly, cause I was just thinking about that. I think it all defaulted from the fact that I'm short and honestly, I'm, I'm five, three, uh, but most of my seniors are just a little taller than me that I can't quite get what I want, the angle I want. So the only way for me to do it is just to kind of lift my camera because I don't use a reflector. I don't bring a ladder. I cannot cloud myself with all that stuff. And remember, I, I don't remember where I put my car keys when I set them down. So I don't need to carry a few extra things. Um, and I think it just started from there. And I've gotten so used to doing it because again, all of my seniors are five, seven or higher for the most part. I mean, I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself when I have a five, two little girl. And I'm like, Oh, look, I can look through the viewfinder and shoot you. I, I don't even know how to do that anymore. Um, but yeah, I think it's just evolved because of necessity. And I've just ended up finding a certain angle that I love um, that easily could be found through a viewfinder. It's just, I, I can't reach it. So. And I think you, you explained it to me one time because I was asking you about this and you said that it almost just feel, you never know. I think it almost feeds into your kind of unpredictability um, where you don't necessarily know what you're going to get, but it creates an emotion that you right. resonate with, not resonate, but resonate <laughs> with. Um, yeah, and Um, And I think it just kind of boils down to figuring out what makes you happy. And, and even if it's achieved through unconventional methods, then it's okay. As long as it feeds into, into that creative soul. Right. And a lot of times, I mean, I know that you say (coughs) that they're sharp. Sometimes they're not. I mean, again, I can't see what I'm doing. So a lot of times they're not, but the difference between the old spanky and the new spanky is I don't care. 
If it's not all the way tack sharp, but it gives me a feeling and it hits me in my gut when I see it. I want, you know, when you smell this smell or you hear a sound and it takes you immediately back to a place in time that you've almost forgotten about until it hits you so hard. You don't even have time to think about anything besides that exact moment. Um, I want my girls to look at their images and I don't want them to look at makeup. I don't want them to look at location. I don't want them even really to remember the day. I want them to be hit so hard in the gut with a feeling that they cannot even process it until it's happened. Um, so if it makes them feel anything, if it makes me feel something, then I know it has to make them feel something at some point. Um, so I keep it and I, I present it in their gallery. So it, it's just taking that perfection out of it. And I think the way you explained it was that you want, it doesn't matter what they're feeling. Uh, you want one image to point to a, a place in time and you want that whole spectrum in your gallery. So even if there are some highs, you want some images to resonate with them on the, on those highs and others to, to resonate with them on those lows. And I think that that's something that as photographers, I don't think enough of us do, um, especially me where it's very kind of the same throughout the whole gallery. It's very consistent. I think you're consistent in a different way where it presents a little bit more emotion, um, more, more emotional feelings as they're looking through their images. Right. I, um, and I feel like those feelings should change as they revisit those images from the time that they're a senior to the time that they're 30, 40, 50. You know, I want every image to hit them in a different way. Um, a lot of times I call it kind of like a blank. I try to always leave a blank where they get to fill that in as they see the image and as they feel the image, no matter what season of life they're in. Um, it's not for me to fill in for them. It's for them to fill in. So I try, my job is just to leave it open so that they have the ability to, <coughs> to have something to go, this is how I feel, you know? I love it. Awesome. We'll wrap up there. I'm going to um, get ask you, basically you get to ask a question to the viewers um, for a question of the episode. So first off, we'll let you think of a question, but where can people find you on social media, websites, all of that good stuff? I'm Spanky Mills. So at Spanky Mills, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, I have a Twitter, but I don't know how to work it. So don't go there. Um, but yeah, <coughs> Spanky Mills. Sweet. And that's Spanky with an I S P A N K I. <clears throat> and we'll also link it up in the description box below too. Um, so if you guys have not joined us on real talk before, well, first off, welcome. Um, we'll actually be putting these episodes out throughout the entire course of 2018. So be sure to keep an eye on for, um, eye on more of these for, from your favorite speakers and, and other people in the industry. Also, if there's somebody that you like to see, um, on an, another Real Talk, send us an email um, and we'll, we'll be sure to kind of sort through those because we want to get your input as well. But um, to end the episode, we'll ask Spanky what her question that she wants to ask you guys and you'll leave a comment down below. My question is, think back to when you were a senior. What is one moment that really stood out to you looking back? Um, for me, for whatever reason, my, it's my bedroom. I just, I feel like I really found myself amongst music and light and, and just my alone time. So what was one thing, if you could say that that kind of pinpoints and, and encapsulates your entire senior year, what is that one moment? Um, what was that emotion that comes out of that moment? And maybe challenge yourself to go shoot for that one emotion. I love it. So what, 
what I guess the question is, what is one place or think back, what emotions were you feeling as a senior? Right. right. What emotions? Perfect. Yep. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. As you know, you're one of my favorite people to talk to. So thank you for taking the time out of your day to, to come on here. And I hope that, I know that everybody's going to have a tremendous takeaway just because I think that you're such a kind of refreshing person to listen to where you have a very different take on senior photography and photography as a whole um, that a lot of people I think can relate to. And hopefully um, some new people learn about you because I think that everybody needs yeah. to. So. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really am honored. Um, I, you know, I'm still just kind of dredging through my own creative, you know, outlet myself. So thanks. Well, thank for you. Me. Thank you for joining us. And then we'll see you guys on the next episode of Real Talk. That wraps it up for this episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just want to say a heartfelt thank you. I know that there are so many podcasts out there that you guys have the option to listen to and it really means the world that you're joining us and giving us a part of your day and really just joining in on part of the conversation and and the community. In addition, make sure that you guys are joining us over on Facebook in the Senior Style Guide group over there, where photographers from all throughout the country contribute, give their input and their advice and their experiences to help other photographers learn and grow. We'd love for you to join us over there as well. So all you have to do is search Senior Style Guide on Facebook, ask to be added to the group, and we'll make sure that you guys get to be a part of the conversation over there. If you haven't had a chance to hit that subscribe button below, please take a second to do that really quick. What that does is it makes sure that you guys keep up to date on all of the content that we're putting out there. We have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you guys throughout the year from leaders and other photographers that you would love to hear from. So we want to make sure that you do not miss a single episode of that. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. Thank you guys for joining us and we cannot wait to have you as part of the listening experience for future podcasts. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and we'll see you around.